Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm James Paleologopoulos. Boston has been mostly cloudy lately. Temperatures Friday are expected to reach a high of 54 degrees before taking a dive over the weekend. The rest of the forecast is looking chilly. Temperatures will hit the low 40s and the upper 30s over the weekend. Expect rain on Saturday. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On Wednesday, 31 members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. 19 of them were students and 12 were employees. For the week of November 27th to December 2nd, 0.39% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, 0.06% of the tested faculty, and 0.74% of tested staff also received positive test results. On average, BU's lab took 17 hours to process each test. 72 students are currently in isolation, and 291 students have recovered from the disease. Joining us now is Alala Kajioka with your weekly campus calendar report, including more details on these latest COVID-19 numbers. This week's COVID-19 report revealed another increase in positive COVID-19 cases as a result of traveling over the Thanksgiving break. Between November 25th and December 1st, a total of 46 students and 28 faculty and staff members tested positive for COVID-19. On December 2nd, there was a total of 31 positive cases. Director of BU Student Health Services, Judy Platt, notes the increase in positive cases is due to spending the break with people outside of their households. Because of this increase, everyone at BU is being asked to take an extra COVID-19 test in an effort to identify positive cases as soon as possible. Undergraduates should increase their testing to three times a week, while graduate students, faculty, and staff should increase their testing to two times a week. BU also encourages Category 4 students who are completely remote to come to campus to take a COVID-19 test. Platt encourages people to continue wearing masks and following COVID-19 protocols, saying, quote, There's a dual public health role here, preventing spread within BU's community and to keep case counts as low as possible in anticipation that people will soon leave the area for intercession, unquote. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Alala Kajioka from WTBU News. Next is Alex Corey with an update on statewide COVID cases and the latest numbers there. State health officials reported 6,477 new COVID-19 cases on Thursday for Massachusetts, which includes a backlog of 680 cases. Officials said, quote, the delay in reporting was caused by a technical issue with the software used by that of the laboratory's reporting vendor, end quote. Officials also reported 49 new COVID-related deaths for a total of 10,637 confirmed deaths since the start of the pandemic. Thursday's caseload is based on 111,734 new molecular tests, according to the Department of Public Health. There are now 49,225 active cases of the virus in the state of Massachusetts, according to officials. There have been 232,264 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the state since the start of the pandemic. The seven-day average of positive tests increased to 5.29%, up from a low of 0.8% in September. Hospitalizations increased to 1,324, which includes 261 patients in intensive care. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Alex Quarry for WTBU News. Now we'll head over to Hannah Barron for a story on the upcoming elections in Georgia that could decide which party controls the Senate and how voting by mail requirements there may be changing. 
Two Senate committees began a review of voting laws in Georgia on Thursday to prepare to propose new vote-by-mail requirements in response to criticism of the state's voting process from President Donald Trump. The plan is to require a photo ID or a photocopy of one to cast a ballot by mail, despite a lack of evidence for Trump's claims of voter fraud. Republican officials reason that photo ID is required for in-person voting, and the standards for voting by mail and voting in person should be the same. Democratic officials and voting rights activists argue against the implementation of new regulations, saying the photo ID requirement will ultimately disenfranchise minorities, younger voters, and seniors. Opposers note many mail-in ballots are already rejected because of a lack of signature on the envelope, or because the signature is perceived not to match the signature in the voter registration system. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Hannah Barron for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Victoria Popovska on the trial of the Liberian warlord who was accused of committing numerous crimes during the country's civil war. A former Liberian warlord accused of cannibalism went on trial in Switzerland on Thursday. Alia Kozia is the first Liberian to face war crime prosecutions over atrocities committed during Liberia's civil war. Kozia was arrested in Switzerland in 2014 and is accused of murder, rape, and eating the heart of a victim between the country's back-to-back civil wars, which spanned from 1989 to 2003. The trial is being held in the southern city of Bellinzona at Switzerland's Federal Criminal Court. Kozia denies all charges. This trial marked the first time Switzerland's federal courts have taken up an international war crime case in nine years since they took over these proceedings from military courts. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Victoria Popovska for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Alex Corey, Grace Ramey, and Megan Gregoire, I'm James Paleologopoulos, reporting from Agua, Massachusetts, for WTBU News.